internet and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Camera Corner Podcast. We're your geek slash nerd discussion podcast. We're normally we take one topic from TV, movie, video game, book, whatever we feel like talking about that day, and we bat around until we get bored. I'm, as always, your host, Patrick. With me is my co-host, Jared. Say hi, Jared. Coming at you live from the Cavern Corner Studios of Mystery. Yes, and today we are talking about uh, the DC Showcase animated shorts, Constantine, The House of Mystery. Uh, it is uh, not a feature, uh, an animated feature film. It is a collection of animated shorts. Yes, which we did not know until Pat was... Pat had bought it and was at my house, uh, like, about to play I, it. I had booted up the pop-up menu, and then I looked at the top, and I saw um, I saw DC Animated Shorts. And on the main menu, there was a section saying, Play All and Shorts. And my knee-jerk reaction was going over to Shorts, because I do like watching the DC Showcase in front of the main feature. And then I saw one of them was Constantine House of Mystery. I was like, why the hell is, the f- why the hell is that oh, there? Oh, no. <laughs> so... So ultimately, uh, we're going to be talking about two of the shorts. Yeah, uh, uh, it was four shorts in total. Uh, the main, Constantine, the House of Mystery, Commandy, the Last Boy on Earth, the Losers, and Blue Beetle. Yes. Um, we have already talked about the Losers and Blue Beetle. Yes. Um, if you go to previous, I think one of them was in front of uh, Long Halloween. I think the other was in front of the Flash movie. Yeah, uh, yeah the Justice Society movie. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the short review for both of those, as far as I can remember them, because it's been a while now, uh, was that uh, The Losers was pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, and Blue Beetle was wacky. It was wacky, yeah. yeah. Um, and I will say this uh, before we even get into any of the shorts, because, um, you know, we, uh, we've, we've, we've talked about almost every single DC movie. There's been very few that we haven't gone on to go uh, to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think we never talked about, like, uh, the Batman. Soul, Soul of the Dragon. Uh, and we never did the, uh, um, not Deadshot. Uh, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Well, that was, that might have been before I was even on here. Yeah, I can tell you we didn't do it. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I was trying to think of a no, not Deadshot, uh, not Deadpool. Oh, Death Deathstroke. The Deathstroke. Uh, Knights and Dragons. Yes, we never did that one either. Yeah. Um, yeah, his name would just leave me for a second there. Um, but one thing that I do, I will say is because honestly, if we go back and look at them, almost none of our reviews have been glowingly positive. Like I don't think there's no. very few of them that we've absolutely completely fucking hated, but. Most of them are C's. Yeah, uh, we've we've had we've had a few glowing reviews of the shorts. But I was gonna say, but the shorts where they like, uh, where they take the most risks because they're not paying that full like full length, uh, length uh, feature budget. Yeah, like a lot of those we've had really glowing review reviews of. So something like this, uh, even though we only had like one new sh- uh, one new short, which was the Constantine, which is what it was made for, and then like. We're not actually sure what Commandy played in front of. Uh, must have been one of the things that we watched digitally before, uh, before it came out. Yeah. Um, with a physical copy. We, we think it. We think it was Superman, Man of Steel. But we're not certain. Yeah. Um. Oh, Man of Tomorrow. I think that's what the movie's called. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like I said, most of the the main features are C's, and then like. We've we've had some good ones. We've had some bad ones, but at least they're like risky, and yeah. you're also not taking big investments in them. So even the ones we don't like, it's like okay, well, you only spend like 15, 20 minutes in that short, and then you get out of there. 
and uh, and the ones that are good just leave you wanting more. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so I'm not opposed to something like this. I actually was a little sad that we'd already seen two of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, but having missed uh, Commandy was like gave gave us a little bit more something to chew on than mm-hmm. just the the main short itself. Yeah. Um. So uh, we'll we'll do it. We'll 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 do Commandy first since. That would have been like a short we would have watched in front of the main feature. The main feature of this review is obviously going to be Constantine. Yes. Um, so, uh, did you do you have any experience with Commandy at all? I didn't know what it was. Okay. At all. I know of Commandy mainly due to source books. Um, he is in. He is featured in. The DC Heroes and Villains Compendium for Mutants and Masterminds. Okay. Um, and I've seen him in a few of the uh, the big, you know, D- DC encyclopedias. <laughs> yeah. Um, Literally pointed like one that we have sitting over here. Yeah. I I, I, I wanted to I wanted to make sure DK, not Deke. Deke made children's cartoons. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, DK is, is, uh, is a publishing, you know, house. Yeah, um, and stands for Donkey Kong. Yes, also that too. Um, but yeah, the, uh, so I've seen him in those, and that is about it. Um, he was tertiarily important to DC's Leviathan event, and I've blocked out most of that. <laughs> Yeah, this was completely um, new. I didn't know. I, I, know, if it, I know. I know his base premise. He's supposed. He's the last boy on Earth, and is supposed to be super far into DC's Earth's future. See, I, w- I wasn't even sure when the short started because you see him reading like the Demon comics. Yeah, with like Jason Blood, and so. But I guess they were like full going well, Logan with well, this shit. I, I think. I think they were trying to. Uh, it it was it was kind of a cheeky thing because Commandy was written by Jack Kirby back in the way long ago. Yeah. Um, like this that this would have been back around the time when he was creating the fourth world and whatnot. I was just making sure that I, I kept another, I got another Logan reference in there. And I'm gonna see how long I can keep them tie, tying things to Logan uh, going forward. Okay. <laughs> eventually, eventually it will be like you know, like your 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 star chart where everything leads back to Logan. Yeah, for some reason. I, even though I'm not the Wolverine fan of the two of us. Yeah. Uh, nothing against him at all. Just. Uh, I'm just not uh, the two of us. I, I I definitely wouldn't call myself the fan in Patrick's presence. Oh no no, it's, it's, I, <laughs> but hey, I'm I'm all, I'm all for, I'm all for any anyone else you know loving the best there is at what he does. Um, see, that being being miserable and dying slowly. <laughs> uh, but getting back to Commandy, uh, the short itself follows Commandy as he's. Uh, running around with a bunch of animal people, because apparently in the far future the world goes full on furry. Yes. Um, so also considering I didn't know what this was, I like, like I mean, if we want to break this down, like we want to like do our, our typical review, kind of break down like the the subjects before we like just kind of deep dive the short. Yeah, yeah. The short's not long anyway. Yeah. The animation for this is awesome. Yeah, it's it's very indicative of like some old like you know Johnny Quest era. You yes, know, uh, cartoon. Without it's not. It doesn't look exactly like that. It just looks 
representative of that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Like you could, you could like it, I could, I could pause that and probably bring in like a four year, like bring in like a ninety year old and be like, look, it's Race Bannon, and they'd be like, oh, Race looks a little different, but yeah, that's Race Bannon. Yeah, like it definitely does have that strong uh, Johnny Quest look, which I loved, and it also like, man, it was so fucking colorful. Oh yeah, and like like the like full fucking palette on display, like like deep and bright purples to, and to contrast with like you know the biggest feature of the new DC animated mo- movies, Long Halloween. Yeah, this was this was night and day, like every like all, every you, wide shot looked like a fucking splash page. Oh it was yeah, excellent. Like you could pause it and like everything would you could almost pause this and make it just a straight up digital com- like not even a digital comic just like make a comic out of these and they'd be fr- almost frame perfect. Oh yeah. It w- it looked so good. Um like that immediately struck me as being like very impressive. I mean uh god like like I I can't stress how how good I thought this thing looked all the way through but um, when you said it in the time period that it's in and all that, and me not knowing anything about it, my my initial thought with blonde-haired boy who's supposed to be the only human and his best friend was like uh, a anthropomorphic house pet-style character, yeah. I was like, this is Adventure Time. <laughs> this is big boy Adventure Time. <laughs> I mean, there's... Probably a little bit of it that may have inspired uh, Finn oh, and Jake. Maybe, yeah, because yeah. um, it is. Adventure Time is very much a post-apocalyptic setting with the last Eskimo, human. Yeah, with the last human and his uh, and his uh, talking animal friend. Yeah, Jake the dog versus Tufton the battle cat. Jake the dog <laughs> is infinitely better. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, more it has a lot more. Going I've yet, on. I've yet to see Jake break his ankle. <laughs> Oh, and that noise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, like, uh, unless you want to say something about the animation other than it's being fucking gorgeous, the sound effects in this movie <laughs> of yeah, that the, short. The, the sound effects. Um, I'll give them the. I'll give them this. They are consistent. Yes. But um, I we've mentioned before we don't like to break while we're watching the movie. So yeah, even we, if I we, find we, something, we, we really try not to like MST three K it while we're, while we're watching. Yeah. It. So like sometimes like I, maybe I'll laugh at something and like that's, that's almost like a, a, a hold that in my brain to remember to discuss it. But, um, Commandy starts this with a fucking rifle on his back. Yeah. And it, it looks like a, like modern gun. Yes. And at one point, he just starts, uh, like, spraying, praying with it. And it's like, and I, like, um, I could not hold that in and just immediately burst out laughing. And I was like, that is not what I expected those bullets to sound like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't help that, like, right after, uh, you know, he's he, he's going to rescue his, his buddy Tufton from these uh, rat men. And he's like, oh, you don't have enough bullets to, 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 to do this. Like, he's... he's those are bullets, bullets? sir. Because once again, I had enough time to go. Okay, it's a it's a laser weapon. They're like they're like uh, Spider Man ninety two ing us. Like the guns are all lasers, whatever. So, uh, so I had I had time to readjust my brain to not think that the gunshots were funny, just for them to be like, you don't have enough bullets, and I was like, these are compressed rounds. <laughs> It doesn't help that later that later on there is a full on firing line and all of the guns make that noise. Yes, 
Apparently, that's just how they sound. Like it's 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 almost like a bastardization of like the the silencer noise that people use in movies. Yeah, that don't sound like silencers in real life. Yeah, an, an actual silencer sounds sounds like you know basically hitting a tin can with a hammer. I was like, it sounds like a, a quieter gunshot. Yeah. It, 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 it does it, not sound it, like a squeak fart. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, man. Um, but then, so, like, they got us on that, on that, and then talking about Tufton, Tufton breaks his ankle in the short. You would think that, you know, when you have a, a Tiger Man character, you would want to show him you know, showcasing his abilities, presumably physically. I'm guessing Tufton has I am a big tiger man powers. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you would think. No. And, and what do cats do? Motherfuckers jump. But Tufton is, I guess, more man than cat? I guess. Uh, but he... But just to jump, like, not even into the story, but he does break his ankle. We've already mentioned that. Yeah. And that noise... I did once it, again. It, didn't expect just a very loud crack. Because at first, when you see him land, it looks like he just rolled his ankle, so maybe a bad sprain. But no, they make a loud crack that you feel in your own bones. Yeah, like you feel that shit inside of you. Like, 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 like if if my leg make if if I if my leg makes that sound, pull the plug, turn off life support. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, and like, uh, the theme was, was actually really good. It was real, it was real subtle in the movie itself, but over the end credits, I was like, oh shit, I dig this. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't really catch it during the movie itself because there was so, there was a lot going on for this real, for the short. Um, like a like lot of things. had, had, had to introduce you, basically give you Commandy's origin slash backstory. But, uh. So this is one of the things where it blend it just blended well, so it didn't stand out to me. Yeah. Um, but like when when all you have is the credits to go on, because we actually typically watch the credits, um, and which is also one of the best times to get a feel for uh, for a score. And I was like, oh shit, the score fucking rocks. Oh yeah. Um, God, the fucking bone. <laughs> yeah, the the, mu- the music is also another one that is kind of very very reminiscent of like you know old like adventure cartoons. Yeah. Um. Which kind of ties into the voice acting. So at first, I actually thought the voice acting was really weak because the first time you see you hear anybody talking is Commandy talking to Tufton with a couple of like the little rat folk uh, mm-hmm. speaking. And and at first I thought, oh, like the dialogue's kind of bad and like the rat folk are kind of stupid sounding. And I then think I, was, I think it was uh, Cameron Monahan doing uh, Commandy. But then I realized. Oh, I'm not coming at this right. I I haven't settled into what they're showing me, and realizing they're doing Johnny Quest. Yeah, they're doing those old Hanna Barbera cartoons, and the second I let that sink into me, so like when it's like quickly grab that door, I'm like, oh, they're not giving bad voice li- line readings. They're giving you literally the voice line reading that they need to be giving you to complete the spectacle you're seeing in front of you. Yeah. They're not going for a realistic take. They're going for a 1960s, 1950s cartoon take. And once I once that hit me, like I I loved it. Like Blue Blue Beetle did did very much the, a similar thing. Yes. Um only they it, they were more being Im, Im, implemented of like a 
older Hanna Barbera era of animation. Yeah, um, like that was more like a little bit more like Space Ghost. Space Ghost, yeah. yeah. Space Ghost, Birdman. Yeah, the original Space Ghost, not like Coast to Coast. Yeah, though I'll, similar animation. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, like once that 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 song continued, like things like uh, "We've got to get you out of here, Furball." Is like, oh yeah, because that's how they would have written yeah. that back then. Because that, that, that I can, I, that that basically is a Johnny line. Yeah, like uh, Tufton being like, I've saved your hide more times than I can count. Smooth skin or whatever. Yeah, mean. I was like, oh okay, we, I, I'm, I'm following you now. Um, so, uh, let's see, any, anything else you wanted to uh, talk about? Like, uh, um, there's a there's a the general critique of the story is. It's very easy to follow, and yeah. if you know more than three things about DC, you can you can fi- you can see the plot twist coming a mile away. Yeah, uh, it actually caught me because once again, I didn't know that this was set in the same universe, and because we had seen literal comics existing. Yeah, um, I was going to make that joke because at one point, uh, at one point, they talk about like this big mysterious being, and I was going to make a joke about it, um, and then it would have been very much like, oh, the joke's on me. I'm being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I'm kind of glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that moment just had to live on inside of me as, uh, oh, good, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, but like all, on the whole, I think it being a simple story helped it. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, it's beautiful. It's short. Yeah. It, it's very short. Um, it's pretty much to the point, like, it doesn't drag anywhere. Uh, like, there may be our, there's maybe a character or two more than they actually needed, but considering, like, the, uh, the, the tiny ensemble that it is, like, it gets exactly what it's trying to get done. Yeah. And uh, I think it uses its cast really well. Um, but, uh... I mean, I I commented that there's only four voice actors listed for this short. Yeah, um, and there's more than four characters. There's like a lot more than four characters. Yeah, uh, Stephen Bloom pulls double duty. Yeah, I bet you a lot of the people probably pull double duty. Almost assuredly, because uh, the uh, the rat the rat people were not credited. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the story's simple. Uh, the action the action is good. Uh, the action is actually really solid for like what said what it is. Yeah. Um, like it doesn't like it doesn't have like any like glaring like animation errors or anything like that. Or like, at least none none that it, none that we caught. Yeah. Um, like hell, like it's it was definitely better animated than like its source material would have been. Oh yeah. Um, like like I said, I can't I can't talk about how fucking good it looked. Um, like well worth your time. This was. This is up there in some of the better DCMA shorts. I mean, for a character, I give no fucks about at all. Not a bit. Cannot express how the, much I don't the, care about that the, character. DC agrees with you. Yeah. Um, and this is probably uh, in in the upper, upper, upper like shorts. Like not as good as Death, obviously, because Death will fucking break your heart. Yeah. Duh, I I I don't. I have yet to see anything that comes close to Death uh, for me. Yeah. Um, that um, was that was just amazing, but but it's high ranking. Yeah, I mean there, there are others that are fun, but yeah. Um, you wanna you wanna like kind of break down the plot a little bit just just for shits and giggles. Um, sure. Uh, the basic basic story we open with, with Commandy rescuing Tufton, who's been captured by rat people. Um, um, the cat was caught by the rats, and the rats are all too happy. Yeah, to the, the rats are all about that irony. 
Yes. Um, he he manages to break the lock, but uh, he nat ones his stealth roll, and uh, it makes a clack sound, and he, as it falls on the ground, cue chase scene with terribly uh, you know sounding gun. Um, apparently, normal sounding gun. We're just the assholes yeah. here. Um, and along the way, they find themselves into ape man territory, and the ape mans capture everybody. Yeah, rats included. Yeah. Who, you know, bring them to their area where they're like, congratulations. Well, they, they introduced Ben Boxer. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, they're at, the apes have also captured Ben Boxer, who I'm guessing is some type of android. Yeah, at first um, it looks like a human, and Tufton was like, oh, Commandy, I thought you were the last human. And then Ben's uh, real smugly like, oh. I'm not a man. I'm not a man. Um, also, I wanted to point this out because I thought about this when it was happening. I was like, none of them were bound in any way. Those rats were hungry. I'm surprised the rats didn't try to make their move while Commandy and Tufton were outnumbered on the back of that uh, transport. Given what Ben Boxer can do, I'm wondering how they caught him. Fair enough. Uh, well, I mean, the eight people caught him. Maybe he just didn't put up a fight. Maybe. Um, but... You know, either way, they get they get brought to the eight, to the eight men, and the eight men are like congratulations, you get to try out to see if you're the reincarnation of the mighty one, and they give you this uh, this uh, legend about the mighty one who came to Earth when it was shaken by disaster and tried to hold the planet together, and the whole and, thing's done in, as like yeah, cave paintings, as, and lead great. the people until he fell and promised that he would return again. Um, so now they hold like ritual tryouts to to gather gather as many people as they can to see who like who has been the reincarnated uh, mighty one. Yeah, some some people they capture and force to do it, and some people train to do it. Um, they introduce a Zuma, Zuma, the the uh, a big brawny ape man with green pants who he has trained to do this. Yes. Um, so they take them into the first chamber, which is a leap. Yeah. Uh, is uh, because the the mighty one was said to be able to walk on the clouds. Um, see, Zuma just jumps across immediately. Yeah, Z- Zuma jumps across no problem. Three Tuft- of the rat men get like pushed off by, and they they fall to their deaths. Yeah, um, I guess they can't climb a, a rock wall. Uh, funny enough, I will say that there is like a little like I don't know if it's an intentional red herring, but oh, when the you're, pipe. But you see a an open pipe. And I actually thought that like someone was going to fall into that pipe and then like reappear later in the challenge, and maybe that was an original idea or something like that. Maybe, or maybe they just wanted to add a little spicy thing to the background. But it definitely put like put it in my head like there's going to be a twist with that pipe that it, there's not. It was it was all it was almost a weird thing of like the animation working against you because in 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 like an older Johnny Quest type thing, it would have it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been part of a cell. Yeah. It would have been, like, just drawn as a background thing so you know that they're not going to interact with it. Yeah. That's not how this looked. Yeah. Um, um, in this, every, every anybody could have touched anything. Yeah. Uh, Tufton jumps, makes uh, makes it across. Kind of. <laughs> uh, he, 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 get, he, gets some, he gets a foot across, and that foot rolls and makes that horrible sound effect that we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kamida grabs one of the spears that the uh, the ape men have, uses that to uh, pole lance himself across. Pole vault. Um, sure. And uh, then and gives uh, gives Tufton the handle, 
to get him back up on his feet. Yeah, and then proceeds to like cut a wooden pillar down to make a bridge so that everyone else can get across. Yeah, um, including the two surviving Ratmen. And Ben Boxer. Yeah, and Ben Boxer. Um, then they're told that all they have to do is walk down the next hallway, and the two Ratmen are like all about that shit. Um, and thankfully they're disposable, because uh, they walk down the hallway and immediately get gunned down in a hail of gunfire. For it was said that no... Uh, no bullet or blade could pierce the great, the mighty one's armor. Uh, nor no element. Yeah, no, nor no element could could uh, could scar his hide. Yeah. So that's when we find out Ben Boxer pushes a little button on his uh, suit and turns full robot. Well, it turns into metal. Um. Yeah, and he can just walk through the bullets. And then they then acid sprays from the ceiling and starts eating it, Ben Boxer. But the acid eats through metal. Faster than skin. Yes. So Kamadi runs forward and like grabs the pipe to turn it off. Yeah, the, the valve. Yeah. Um, and luckily there is some some water that has the mystical power of washing away acid burns. Well, you, you just run water over it for 15 minutes and yeah. you're fine. Um, so Kamadi, Don't listen to Fight Club. So Kamadi's uh, arms are saved. They do have a little bit of scarring on them. Yeah, just a tiny bit. And then the final trial was the great, the mighty one. I keep wanting to call him the great one. Yeah. Uh, the mighty one was able to tame beasts greater than himself. Yeah. Uh, and they were, basically, it's a gladiatorial fight against a giant cricket. Big old cricket. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd call it, too. Um, so. Uh, Zuma. The, Zuma uh, it chooses now as the moment for his sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> just grabs Kamadi by the thro- by the neck and then throws him by the neck right uh, at Cricky. Yeah, um right at Click Clack. And uh and then uh they have like a little like electrical uh zapper shot collar shot collar on him and uh one of the eight men who's just standing there just chilling like right in the arena has the control for it. Um and uh so Zuma like tries to jump up on him like while uh, Click Clack is distracted, but doesn't do shit to it. Uh, so Kamadi saves him before he gets himself killed. Yeah, because apparently Ben Boxer didn't want shit to do with this fight, nor did Tufton. Like they just kind of sit well, off on the side. Yeah, Kamadi does tell Tufton and Ben to seek shelter. Yes, and they are they were both wounded. Ostensibly, yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, uh, Commandy, uh, grabs a- another one of those, uh, l- uh, lances, jumps up on, uh, Click Clack's back and gets the shot collar off of him. Um, which makes the, uh, Click Clack his friend and it starts licking him with its many, many tongues. Yeah. And the eight minute, like, well, you passed. Not only did you pass the trials of the mighty one, you stayed true to the, uh, ethics of the mighty one. Which was what the true test was all along. Yes. The true test was not to see if you actually had the physical qualities of the Mighty One, but to see if you had his heart. Because the the many people get distracted by the physical abilities of the Mighty One, and what, but what made the Mighty One great was his heart. So, um, so in mirroring that sentiment, they have been capturing and killing people. Yeah. Um... 
Uh, that story fell apart immediately for me right then and there. But I was like, whatever. This this was a this, we're at the end, and this was fun. I don't care that much. But I, I was like, man, the eight men have forgotten <laughs> <laughs> the will of the mighty one. Like, uh, and the the the, the uh, prize for this is the raiment of the mighty one. Yes. Um. So he 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 is brought forth before the wrecked statue of the mighty one. And you reveal the the it's, it's Superman shirt. Yes, which once again, Superman, if he'd come across this shit, would put a stop to what they yeah. were doing. Because apparently, uh, all you need to do is have the morals of Superman, or else death. Yes. Um, now, immediately, it's just short. I don't. I'm. I can hope that the eight men were just lying. Um, but a lot of people died in, for this. Now, five that, people died at least. Yeah. And they're all rat who men didn't, who didn't have to. Now, yeah. it may, now it could be that ethics need to be, uh, you know, changed a bit in this, uh, in this uh, mouse eat cat world. <laughs> but they did have a, a a pile of skulls. Yeah, that they called the past losers. Yeah, that so. they they could have been lying, and that might be okay. But they did really kill at least four people. In five. this, it five people in it this. Five for sure. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, if nothing else, like broke one's leg and badly damaged another. Yeah. Only person who came out of this without a scar was Zuma. Zuma. Yeah. <laughs> the asshole who trained for this. Um, but and it ends with uh, with uh, Commandy riding off on click clack. To find Superman and put the world right. Yes, uh, he he believes he does not believe that he is Superman, um, but believes that. But, like, but when he sees the clothes, he goes, "Oh, Superman was real," because before he he had his grandfather had shown him like comics, which the presence of comics in a superhero world are always weird to me. Yes, like is like are are these like historical? Documents or or what? Or were they fables, Logan yeah. style? And 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 their presence in like superhero settings has never been explained to my satisfaction. Um, but that's that's where the credits roll. Yeah, that, that, that that's that's where we ended you know, yeah. with like you know, Commandy better better fucking find him or we're all screwed. Yeah, I mean they they do hint that like he has another task before him, which I don't know if they're like sequel baiting for another short or whatever. I'd watch another short. Yeah, like I wouldn't watch this as a regular series. I might watch it as a mini series. Um, fuck, I have Primal. I've watched Primal. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd 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 watch I'd watch I'd watch six episodes of Commandy. That's fair. Yeah, I think there's like ten of Primal, and I watched all of that. Yeah, I haven't watched any Primal. I've seen the commercial for Primal. Primal's good. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Giddy Tartowski, you know, I have no problems with it. Um, so now we move on to the meat of, uh, of of this episode. And I'm going to bring back something that I've skipped doing for the pe- for a past couple of our, our reviews. I know I didn't do it for Doctor Strange. Oh, we didn't do it for Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh shit! I, 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 it wasn't because I didn't want to do. It, I just forgot. Forgot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it either. And that is the blur. Um, and this is a great one because we actually have the physical copy. Yes. And back, back of the boxes are always. And this one, oh god, shit. is it cheeky? 
So, without further ado, Mystery Loves Company. After rewriting time and preventing the Apocalypse War from happening, John Constantine finds himself imprisoned in the House of Mystery, facing a punishment he does not yet understand. As he explores the house's labyrinths, he soon finds Zatanna and many friends, but these meetings repeatedly end in his brutal death. Facing an endless loop of his own demise, the ever-brilliant Constantine, Constantine that's that, my bad. I wasn't going to. Yeah. Begins to unravel the path that led to his hellish confinement. Can he outwit his captor and escape, or is he destined to serve his eternal sentence? <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's actually what this is about. But, yeah, but mystery loves company is uh, uh, fuck them for that. And that 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 sent me right back to those old uh, those old Dresden <laughs> uh, uh, you yeah, know, back of the books. That's what I felt like too. Because um, oh god, is that wacky and whimsical? And oh god, is this thing a fucking horror film? Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, we can we can break it down. Um, Though they they do. It opens up. They, um, it's a, it's, a, it is a bit of a retcon. I will state that uh, before we get into the plot, I will say it is, it is a bit of a retcon at the beginning. Um, but uh, I, uh, man, the back of the box has <laughs> got me thrown for a little bit of a loop. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Pat's correcting himself. I actually, uh, my yearly reminder on Facebook came up a couple of days ago. Of multiple instance of uh, John correcting people who say Constantine, that is correcting Constantine. them as, and it's Tyne. The Tyne rhymes with fine. Yeah. Um, even though they 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 call him Constantine in the movie, I, I, at this point I've stopped arguing against it. I don't get why they made that change at some point. I guess it was just easier because um, a lot of people when they read it they just read it as Constantine. Um, I myself use it more often than I use Constantine. Who created Constantine? Uh, uh, Alan Moore. Okay. He was created. He was created for the pages of uh, Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, I've, he, I've, I've only I've only read him in like in Neil Gaiman. Uh, yeah, he, he appeared first in Swamp Thing before becoming the Hellblazer. Um, was supposed to be the Hellraiser, but uh, as it turns out, um, the movie there was a out. movie that was coming out being done by another uh, British writer on the rise, Clive Barker. Clive Barker. And he had, he got to the copyright of it first, so they went with Hellblazer, which is why nobody ever calls him that. I'm pretty sure if he was the Hellraiser, people would actually refer to him as such. Um, but Hellblazer just never had the the kick that they that they wanted. Um, I'm glad they don't call him the Hellraiser. I'm fine with it too, uh, yeah, but it is just significantly better than Hellblazer. Like, like introducing yourself as like John Constantine the Hellraiser that that gives that to me that that. I, I vomit in the back of my mouth, in, in my back of my mouth a little bit, in the same way that I do it when someone says "Undertaker, American Badass." <laughs> <laughs> it, it gives those same feel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that recently came up in my in my Facebook feed. So I, I, I when Pat made the correction mid read, I was like, I was like, I appreciate the effort, but uh, it's it's a dying cause. Yeah, uh, I, like I said, I, I only I. I I may have seen that same meme that that you saw, but I saw it and I heard in my mind. No, Constantine says it is time. Yeah, I, I 
because uh, it's like the Facebook thing, think, like, every think, every year tells like oh this this she posted last year and I always because I think it. it was all it was also in uh, the CW Crisis on Infinite Earths when he meets Lucifer, uh, Lucifer calls him Constantine he corrects it as time and Lucifer says I don't give a shit. That's fair. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, breaking this one down uh, like we did uh, the last one, the animation. It alright I is pa- jarring. Yeah, Pack and Tell You, I immediately started laughing seeing John's new design. Yeah. Uh, to me, he looks like uh, Dennis Leary, like uh, uh, roughly around uh, how he started like, doing uh, like, like Rescue Me. A more, a more, yeah, Rescue Me, yeah. Uh, the, the, you said Dennis Leary in the 90s. I, I meant like late 90s. Oh, okay. Like, so, yeah. I, yeah, when you said 90s Dennis Leary, I was thinking like when he did his whole black and white chain smoking commercials on MTV. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, 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 I might have said that, but I, I yeah. meant like. I was thinking like a rescue me dentist theory. That's what it looked like to me. Like he's supposed to look like Sting. Yeah. That is that is what uh, they the original design was for. It was for Sting, and uh, he does not look like that here. Constantine's supposed to look like Sting. Lucifer's supposed to look like David Bowie. Yeah, and that's why they fuck. Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yeah. So that 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 threw me off, and just. A slight spoiler for before we get into it. Uh, we're not doing any spoiler phrase here. We're just we're, these are straight spoiler reviews. If you yeah. haven't already noticed, but um, they use the old design in this. You actually get to see him how he looked. So it kind of feels like when time was rewritten, they decided like, oh, that means everybody has a new appearance now, and this is what John's gonna look like. So I, I guess if he does somehow, somehow. Make it make his way into the universe that he gave up heaven for. Uh, this is what he'll look like, which I'm not a fan of. I actually always dug the design they gave him for Justice League Dark and then Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Like th- that art style, I think lends itself to more slender characters like like John. Yeah. Um, when you're when the more muscly characters like Batman and Superman just look like meatheads in that in that art style. Are you talking about the new one or the old one? The old one. Yeah. But, I mean, still. Like, everyone's heads are so tiny. But it looked good on John. Yeah, John. It looked excellent. Like, like I said, more slender character like John, Hal Jordan, they looked fine. Uh, it was it was just the big muscly characters for some reason just looked odd in that art style. Yeah. So, uh, R&P, John's old, like, 5 o'clock shadow design that I love so much. Um, but, uh... uh Zatanna, they went like to the nines with. Like she's like almost over designed for this. Uh, uh, for this, yeah. It's it's like they 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 were trying to have it both ways with like her more classic design and trying to also bring in like it's it still looks like a tuxedo onesie, but it's just a weirdly designed tuxedo onesie. Yeah, I, I did I could never get figure out how I felt about it. Yeah. Um now I'm pretty familiar with uh with John's like cast and crew. I will admit that there were a couple of people here that I didn't know. I, I immediately recognized like Richie and Chaz and Jason um, Jason Blood. Yeah see I, I only recognize Richie and Jason Blood. Uh th- those are the only two that uh, I knew of. Uh Chaz was the one that was telling the aristocrats joke. Okay. Like short hair and all that. Like I immediately clocked. There, there was like one. There was like one longer hair guy. I don't know who. who he, he was. He's from the comics, uh, but he never made his way into these movies. Yeah, uh, Richie, I know from the first Justice League Dark movie. Yeah, 
Um, like, uh, but like the other two people were from the comics, and actually, funnily enough, um, it's the comic that they allude to first. Um, in the original Hell uh, Hellblazer run, John aged in real time. Yeah. So, um, at one point, like uh, early in the Alan Moore run, he's described as being in his thirties, and then like literally to the year. Uh, that he would be 40, they did the, his 40th uh, birthday, and then 10 years later from that issue, they did his 50th birthday. He aged in real time up until Hellblazer ended, uh, and he was brought into uh, DC proper um, uh, at the end of... Like, Final Crisis. I was going to say uh, uh, Blackest Night. Uh, yeah, it was all leading up to Final Crisis. Yeah, but I mean, like, but, like uh, the, the last shot of Blackest Night is John being in the... Uh, in the DC universe proper. Yep. Um, for some reason, like I, 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 for me it was cool, but I was like, man, I'm like the one percent of people that would give a fuck about this at all. Whoop, holding floor. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't glad that they ended his actual like comic his uh, uh, Vertigo run after that to like make more room for him to be in the DC. Well, uh, Vertigo universe. died. <laughs> yes, but it had not died at that point though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not quite over then, um, but uh, but yeah, like those two par- characters were from the Hellblazer comic. I can't remember who they are because they're they're some of John's friends that actually do manage to survive John, like Chaz does. But it's only because they show up very very rarely. <laughs> um, even though Chaz is like always there with him, well, uh, he's the he's the exception that proves the rule. But yeah, the, the, like the the first like time you see him in the house is like his it, like they they kind of hinted at it being like his birthday. Which is what that that whole scene is like is essentially from that comic, like with oh. them all drinking and stuff like that. Um, Zatanna's not there, but everybody else is. Uh, so I was like, okay, that's what they're going for. That's why they even have these characters here to fill out the roster. Because um, that's like that was during the Garth Ennis run. It happens like just after Dangerous Habits. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so that that was cool, but like, man, that's like for anybody who doesn't know the character very well. Like that, that like was just me. That was just two extra people, and also with this having a shorts budget, I will go ahead and get this out of the way. I actually thought a lot of the voice acting was pretty bad. Oh, I wasn't a like like Matt Ryan is coming back as, as Constantine, and he he does an okay job. Oh, I think Matt Ryan is Constantine. Yeah. I thought he was great for the short, but like Zatanna has a little tiny bit of presence. Chaz less so, and Jason Blood just doesn't even sound like in any way how I personally think Jason Blood sounds. Like, I keep forgetting that's who he is. Yeah, and he's and he is. Yeah, like, and that's a bad sign. Like, Jason Blood is the is the third biggest character that's that's prominent in the short, um, not counting Spectre. Yeah, because Spectre's not prominent. Well, in and the then short. Jason Blood says Etrigan. Yeah, if you want to count them as one, I I, I was. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like you know between John like John Zatanna and Jason Blood are the three most recognizable voices. Like honestly, anybody could have been Chaz and Richie and the others, because um, those weren't going to matter as much. But having like your Zatanna not really sound like Zatanna to me ever, um, and Jason Blood just like Zatanna just sounded off like real off. Like I, I don't know if I I would use that for Zatanna. Jason Blood just does not sound like Jason Blood. Yeah, like immediately like for me I don't have a. I don't have a definitive Zatanna in my voice, in in my voice, in my head. Um, you know the place you normally keep thoughts. Yeah. Uh, like so, 
I didn't think it was bad, but no, I didn't, I didn't think it was a very I- iconic performance. Well, man, we got the fucking uh, uh, Justice League Batman going on the run with her for Pig Wonder Woman and him singing at the end. Like, that episode is like a solid Zatanna episode. She's in there with him the whole time. Like, that, that voice actress, I don't remember what her name is, but like, uh, I miss Andrea Romano because. Uh, she would. It seems like I think she would have put together a better voice talent than this, but probably almost um, certain, certainly. But yeah, she had to retire at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But. Whew. Um. But yeah, like I just think that the other cast just don't hold up as well, especially because they needed to go from being John's friends, like, because like to sell an illusion, you have to like actively be doing the performance of, oh no, these are the people that love and care about him. Yeah. To going into horribly sinister monsters and uh and i don't i don't think any of them held that up well no um like at all um so i think i think think that that is part that is mainly partly partly why they just stop having voices (laughs) at a certain point in the short kind of um that would have been like the one of the last things done though but but yeah, like it just I, I like there there is a there is a big montage in this short that is more or less silent with 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 John narrating over it. Yeah, now, like I said, Matt Ryan to me he is John Constantine. Um, like that's just how he sounds. Like literally in the way that the in the way that writers have stories of meeting Constantine, I think they met Matt Ryan. <laughs> they they met him years ago <laughs> when he was just a boy. Um. But yeah, so I uh, I, I want to get that one out of the way. Uh, the rest of the animation, uh, but the, like, back to the animation itself because we didn't really talk about it other than like some character design stuff. Like, do do you think this art style works? The new because it does seem like this is just the new art style. Yeah. Uh, does it work for this t- type of story? Kind of, right, same in the same way that you said that you didn't think that the old store like the old art style worked particularly well for like superhero bodies. Yeah, um, I think it did work for the uh, for like when they did go into darker stuff. Like I the the yeah, the, the, the art like the justly dark movies. Yeah, yeah the justly dark movies like both like, man it's so weird to call that apocalypse or a justly dark movie but technically it is. But like especially the original one like I, I don't remember if we did a review for it or not. We did do for Just League Dark Apocalypse War. Yeah, but I don't think we I don't think we were we were doing those reviews back then. Yeah, we didn't do it for Just League it wasn't, Dark. It wasn't long after that we started doing it, but I don't think it was for Just League Dark. Um and uh but I it is a movie I, I saw, I, I own it. Um that movie has a lot of issues. Um uh Batman being one of them. <laughs> yeah, Batman just shouldn't have been in the movie. Yeah. Or if or if really none of the Just League should have been in the movie, but if you gotta have them in there just have them cameo the way the rest of them did, and Batman is included in that. Yeah. He should not have been carrying the movie. No. Or um, if you if you're gonna have a Justice League member carry the Justice League Dark movie, let it be Wonder Woman, the magic one. Yeah, that would have been fair as well. Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot of other issues in that movie. But when it's trying to do horror, it actually does the horror aspect pretty well. Like there's some, there's some stuff in the beginning with like a mother and her child that I'm not gonna get into here. Yeah. But like. It, it was very effective, um, extremely effective. This this new art style, um, is, in terms of writing, it is a 
it is actually more of a horror movie than anything else has been. Oh yeah, no, like no, if you want to talk writing, this that that's another thing. But yeah. but as far as like just visually, um, it's there's a lot of blood in it, but also but not the, a lot of gore. But the way that like like flesh gets ripped and stuff like that is kind of it it's cartoonish in a way that I found funnier than I found like unsettling, which is what they were more going for. Yeah, because it's he's supposed to be being tortured. This is supposed to be a punishment for him, and uh, and a lot of the times, I mean, there, there's when we get to the montage, like John even mentions that uh, sometimes some of his deaths were just funny. Yeah, like, and he's not wrong. Some of them are just really goofy and like, funny. John, John does come come with a come down with a bit of a case of the white girl ankles at one point, <laughs> and. Uh, um, but before we even get to the ones that were supposed to be funny, I, I thought, I thought a few of them already were, uh, John gets his neck broken at one point and me and Pat both laughed. Yeah. <laughs> For a moment that could have been really effective. Like, like on paper, like when we describe it, it'll, it will probably be more effective than it was in the movie itself. Cause in the movie itself, we laughed. Yeah. Um, so like me personally, I don't think the animation worked well for this movie. Like, no. and it was one of the, and it's one of the things we, we've, we've been talking about this animation style for a few movies now, and sometimes it's, it's worked really well, like, but it's all, but it, I don't think in any of them has it ever been perfect. Like, Man, Man of Steel, it was, it was probably... The Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what, God damn it. Man of Tomorrow, I thought it was, okay, I thought it was absolutely god-awful bad for Long Halloween. Um, like Man of Tomorrow, because like that's when we first I started calling the Venture Brothers look. Yeah, I think Man of Tomorrow was probably the best one. Uh, Just Society was it looked the most Venture Brothers. I think I remember mentioning the Wonder Woman in Justice Society looks like oh the yes Wonder Woman parody character in Venture Brothers. Yes, um, but the thing is like even like Man of Tomorrow, like when we, we discussed that movie, like when he gets to the superhero superhero shit, like when um, like when you uh, find when Lobo, the, when I was like when the main yeah. man shows up and. And Parasite and all that, like that's and and especially like Luthor, like that that whole ending sequence, it doesn't really work particularly well there. Um, for most of Justice Society, I thought it actually worked, even if the character designs did look even more Venture Brothers. Yeah, I still thought like because they're going in a like uh, futuristic like futuristic retro look, um, where it was like take the styles of old, make make them new again. I thought it worked pretty well for that movie because it was also balancing a future and past storyline. Yeah. Uh, no, it did not ever work for Long Halloween. It, uh, it didn't get either one of us. Um, uh, although, to be fair, like now that we're this far away from it, um, I the movie does hold up better in my, in my memory than I thought it was going to. Um, but that is also because I cannot get... Um, like, the, uh, like the corn, I will never be a number two... <laughs> from the Joker, <laughs> I think as long as I as I remember that line, the movie will never truly be gone to me. See, I'll, I'll never forget Justice Society for the Scuttler. Oh, the Scuttler! God, the Scuttler was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, where's but, my six issue Tom King miniseries about the Scuttler? <laughs> but yeah, this movie, man, like. It doesn't lend itself to horror or 
or terror yeah. or which which I, which which sucks for me because it was such a just two shits passing the night the writing and the art style the, like the writing of this short was I thought was really good yes and this and this is even coming from somebody that doesn't particularly like horror movies uh, or Constantine <laughs> yeah um. Because this was about as Constantine as a Constantine story can get. Like, this was, like, 100%. Well, and, and this this is one of those things that where I might actually kind of walk back. I might actually like Constantine <laughs> in his own shit. Like, it, if, if this is what reading Constantine is like, then yeah. I, might, I might actually be more into Constantine than I'm not. Yeah, this is this is the most Constantine things I've seen like them put out in a, in a live-action medium. Yeah. That wasn't, like, uh, the Matt Ryan show itself. Like this was damn near perfect. Like I was like, like this felt like the comics usually feel like. Um, it just it never hits it visually, um, and God, I don't like this look on him. But no, like this um, from beat to beat to the lesson at the end, like all of this, I was like, oh yeah, like they've man, they've captured his character and his voice so fucking good. Um, but the funny thing is, is like with the writing, like. We, that's all you can really talk about if you're just talking about the writing because like it's 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 about John. Yeah. All the other characters don't matter in it for reasons we'll get to in the plot um, because even the characters are a reflection of John. Yeah. Um, which is what made it so strong too. Like the only character, like there's only like, I'm going to count the demons, the, the real demons as yeah. one character um, and Spectre as another, which gives us three real characters in the short. Um, and, uh, and none of them are, are bad, honestly. Um, John is super strong. Even Spectre, by the end, like, you don't hate him. No. It's like, uh, like, he, he, he was, he was trying to do the best he could within his wheelhouse. Um, now, uh, going back into, uh, into sound, uh, cause talking about writing and talking about animation, the sound, um, fucking amazing soundtrack like oh yeah uh, like the music yeah uh like absolutely like phenomenal soundtrack um because like you have if if you're doing horror you have to have good uh good music like like horror lives and dies on like ambience and if you don't have good ambient music you die like anybody who's ever seen like uh anybody who ever wants to like test that theory watch uh Watch Halloween, Michael Myers coming out of the closet uh, at Lori Strode, where like all you see is like the the shat like the light as it hits the the Shatner mask um, to reveal that he's in the closet behind her. Watch it with the sound off, and it's a little goofy. Watch it with uh, John Carpenter's score behind it, and it fucking like gets into your blood. Like it is extremely effective, um, and this was extremely effective. Once again, the visuals don't match that very often. Um, because everything just like is like, well, my my, he's so full of blood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that child's so full of blood, isn't he? A lot of these people were full of blood, no organs. Um, which doesn't help because so much of the movie springs immediately out of Apocalypse War, one of the most glorious DC things I've ever seen. Yes, yes, like that had organs everywhere. Yeah, that like, that red that. Wa- that watch like an invincible comic reads. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like uh, even putting the two sides, like people who talked about like how brutal Invincible was, 
I was like, y'all haven't seen the Justice League Dark Apocalypse uh, <laughs> War. I was like, and those are characters you actually give a shit about. Yeah. Or you're supposed to, anyway. I don't give a fuck about the Guardians of the Globe. Yeah. Um, or the people on that train. <laughs> Subway, eat fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like, uh, this is pretty effective. Uh, I do want to talk about one, one like particular scene in the movie. Um, which is, I think, only effective, like, as, as effective as it is in a post-2020 world. Oh, when everybody starts coughing? When everyone starts coughing. Yeah. That was actually extremely effective. Like, there was a part of me that, like, I was uncomfortable the moment they started coughing, period. And then when everyone just starts coughing, I was like, I don't like this. This is getting me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, and I, I, I handle my horror pretty well, but, like, that... That to me, moment. To me, that is, that that felt very very post out post outbreak horror. Yes, it worked. Yeah, and that one worked. Um, uh, but uh, I think that that wraps up everything until just getting into the into the actual to plot. the actual plot. Um, so I mentioned before that this was a bit of a retcon, um, because uh, I think even when 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 we uh, did our review of Apocalypse War, and even when we did our, you know, in theory rewrites of Apocalypse War, we kept in, oh, John totally mind whammies Flash and makes him do the Flashpoint. Yes, that was that was a hundred percent something that we said that yeah. didn't feel like it was in the movie, but like Red does like it was in the movie. Yeah, the mo- the movie basically just has Gostine guilt trip Flash, and then F- Flash does it, uh, which feels very out of character for yes. for for Barry. Um, and this one says no. He he made he made Barry. He, he pretty much says he made Barry do it and just guided him with magic to yeah uh, make it so that Darkseid never finds Earth. Yeah, which is what I was glad for that. I actually think that like knowing that we were hey for one we're, we're vindicated yeah uh, which is always excellent feeling uh, <laughs> uh, and two it makes the I, I do think it makes the ending a little bit stronger yeah well it keeps it keeps a. It makes it feel more like a Justice League dark ending. Yes. And it makes it look like Barry didn't just not learn his lesson. Yeah. Because if he knows what happened with Flashpoint, and he and he knows what what already happened in the other DC movies that led up to Flashpoint, and then it's like, well, he Flashpointed, and now he's got Flashpoint again. Yeah. Then it's just like, okay, well, Barry's just stupid, guys. <laughs> um, so this, yeah, th- this helps that a lot, too. Like it's it's very doesn't make the new movies any better. No, <laughs> not at all. But uh, but it does give us a, a better ending to the old ones. Yes. Um. So, and then after that, immediately, uh, Costine. Oh, he he makes a speech about being willing to pay the price on his own. Yeah. For for his transgression. Um. He then opens his eyes and he's in the House of Mystery. Also, I want to point out, uh, no Black Orchid, even though they were in the House of Mystery. Yes, uh, but, I mean, it's a little bit hard to say exactly, like, a lot of the circumstances that are going on, because me and Ryan were discussing the the, the House of Mystery the other day, and it was like... um, I liked the House of Mystery when it was first introduced. As like as when it was first introduced to me, anyway, in uh, Justice League Dark, uh, the comic series. Yeah, I only, um, only know it from the Justice League Dark movies and the um, 
ju- the Justice League action cartoon series, where it's basically the house is Constantine's Batmobile. Yes, kind of. See, like in uh, in the original comic, it was just introduced as like something that Con- that Constantine had won, and so he had control over it. And uh, I mean, well, it. it, it a House of Mystery just used to be its own comic. It was like a old, one, of, one of the old horror comics. Yes. Um, and, like, John had essentially control over it. So, like, if somebody who injured who wasn't supposed to, he could manipulate the house into, like, trapping them and stuff like that. And he actually does it at several points. Like, he even traps an angel in the fucking house. Like, a very powerful angel uh, he traps in the house. Um, so Zario? Could, yes, it's Zario. Um, <laughs> how'd you know? There's only there's only so many named angels in DC continuity, yeah. and I didn't think he was gonna trap Lucifer in there. No, um, but uh, but like, so through most of Justly Dark, like him and the House work together as a team to do things because the House is sentient, and uh, and Black Orchid has a completely fucking different origin. Like they 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 made her a very different thing for the DC animated movies. It was fine, honestly. She's not a very strong character either way. But so I wasn't gonna raise a stink for that at all, but uh, but in the comics, at one point, uh, John gets overwhelmed on a mission, uh, very rightfully so. Uh, to put it the most briefly, uh, a powerful evil wiped out essentially every other super being in the fucking DCU. Um, it started with the Justice League entirely. Uh, killed Superman, Wonder Woman, all of them, and uh, and then slowly started to kill off all of the Justice League Dark as well as John as John was the, was the de facto leader at that time, and uh, John had to watch everyone he loves die on a thing that was powered on grief and hate, and have to fu- learn how to fight a thing that only got stronger the more you tried to fight it, um, and. Uh, Manages to finally defeat the thing, it, bring every single person back. That's actually how using Zario was one of the things he did. Like he trapped Zario in the house to be like, "You're gonna help me fight that fucking thing because there ain't a whole lot of us left now." <laughs> and uh, does that gets caught like immediately? All of the Justice League Dark and all of the magical people in DC get trapped by um, uh, Faust and. Uh, and the guy that's like, uh, who they'd introduced in the Constantine comics at that time, who was part of uh, Zatanna and John's thruple. Oh, uh, that guy. Uh, Dark. I can't remember what his name is actually. Yeah, it wasn't Damien Dark. It was no, it's not. But um, uh, he does have a very comic name. But I yeah, can't I know, I know who you're talking about. Um, in, in like in the DC in the in the new continuity, like like new Fifty Two continuity, he was actually who gave John his jacket. Um, but uh. But like, yeah, that dude and Faust were working together, draining all of the the, the magic heroes. John uh, gets included in on that, and so he's gone from like two like like a week solid of fighting this demon thing to this bullshit to uh, one of the things he did to fight the demon thing. Like he he had, he trapped a demon, and now like like those like the demons that he had trapped to like help like are coming for him, and he just went fuck this. And he went to the House of Mystery because he was like, I, I can't any longer. I have to fucking take a break. And went to take a bath at the House of Mystery. Well, everybody else was like up and recharged. They hadn't been fighting for weeks straight. Uh, they fought the things and were like, 
John, I can't believe you left us. And he was like, I just couldn't. Like, you can't I believe just, it. I just couldn't anymore. And they were like, well, you're not a hero if you can't if you can't stay around and fight. And he was like, I... And they're like, uh, Zatanna's like, I'm in charge of the House of Mystery now. And he's like, you're what now? And then the house just kicked it on out. And I was like, huh. Huh. What now? <laughs> and then John was written out of Justice League Dark. I didn't know you could take control of the House of Mystery by just declaring you have control of the House of Mystery. You're not supposed to. <laughs> You're not supposed to. Um, the house just sided with Zatanna in the divorce. Wow. <laughs> like, John, like, John had gone through, like, a bad week of just everyone dying and then dying and then being brought back and then being tortured. Uh, for him to just be like, I, I can't any longer. Like, he hit his fucking limit. And it didn't like he didn't like fuck them over like they were going to win that fight he just didn't have it in him to keep fighting and uh, <laughs> we're just like and like they won that fight almost instantly and it was just like I can't believe you would abandon us you're no hero I was like y'all don't know what the fuck he did to get y'all out of that fucking uh, out of Blight's ass all right guys so anyway that's my thing about the House of Mystery is once it turned fickle bitch uh, it uh, all of my love for it disappeared. <laughs> I can understand that. That is a long. That is a yeah. very long story. Very short. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> but so he wakes up in the house of mystery, and it is a, a fickle bitch. Is a Scooby Doo spook house. <laughs> yes, it is that too. Um, which John uses to admire his own ass. Yeah. So like we're instantly thrown into seeing this new look of him, to where he like immediately opens a door. Discovers that like as he's walking through the door, his, his, like, he's also leaving it from the other side. Yeah, I, I wasn't joking about the Scooby Doo thing. It's literally the Benny Hill hallway. Yeah, and then like so he's able to like poke his head in to like poke his head out of another door to look at his own ass, and he's like, nice. And he just straight up like that's America. Apparently ass. he 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 was appreciative of of how his ass looks in the new art style. I wasn't, but you know, I guess somebody had to be happy with it. Yeah, maybe King Shark would like it. We uh, King Shark is a shark. <laughs> uh, so he wanders around until he gets to a room that where they're throwing him a birthday party, and he and, has two kids. Yeah, and he has he has two children, Jack and Deli. Yeah, they all die. <laughs> they all get COVID and, and die, die. <laughs> like you do. Um, understandably, John is a bit upset. Um, then, is that, does Zatanna get back up? Zatanna's the first one to get yeah, back up. Yeah, she gets back up. Um, and, and then Richie gets up second, and for some reason, even though Zatanna was the first back up, when Richie gets up, John blames Richie. He's just like, Richie, you having me for a laugh? <laughs> and I was like, Richie's not the, like, powerful, magical one here. Yeah, but Richie is the petty one. I see, he can be pretty petty. <laughs> yeah, no, Z can be bitchy. I, you know, if the, if, if, I, I, I now, I see why Bruce dumped her. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, then they proceed to, uh, eat him. <laughs> yeah. I didn't remember, I remember if that was an, if that was an eat or if that was just a, a stab. It's John, a- John, John dies a lot. John dies a lot. Yes. I was about to say John, John dies, dies at the, the end. end. No, uh, uh, John dies a lot in this thing. Like, literally probably over 50 times that we see on the screen. Yeah. Um, 
But he then opens his eyes in the same hallway, uh, wanders about some more, clearly freaked out. Then uh, wanders into uh, a poker game. Yeah. And uh, as he's playing poker, like he has a pretty good hand, and then all of his cards turn to sixes. Sixes with pentagrams on them. And Etrigan goes, uh, uh, there's only one way to get rid of a bad hand, and then cuts his hand off. And I was like, it's a good joke. <laughs> I like that joke. Uh, yeah, I'm really hoping that... I was sad he didn't rhyme it, but... <laughs> yeah, Etrigan just... I, I guess the writers just, just don't like... Just don't have a poet's heart. I guess. Which, if that's the case, don't write Etrigan. Yeah, I get, yes. In, in, the, in the same way, like, you, there's a lot of demons in DC lore that you can use. Um, Like, you know, th- th- I say the same thing with, like, you know, if you're writing Riddler. If you can't write riddles, don't write Riddler. Yeah. Um, Like, but anyway, so uh, Etrigan cleaves, uh, you know, John in the face. John wakes up in the hallway again. And now, now he's he, now he's started. Oh, I'm I'm in something. Yeah. So he actually like gets a spell ready because he he, sus- he suspects that something's happening here, and like he uh, he tries to, like detect another presence or something. Wasn't isn't quite sure. Wanders around uh, and ends up uh, in the bedroom where Zatanna is already uh, ready for him. Yeah. All the blood goes straight to John's dick and out of his fe- existential dread. Yes. And uh, and then like as he as he hops into bed with her, he's like, "Where's the kids?" And she tells him they don't have any. And he's like, "Are you sure? I remember very recently meeting the kids, uh, Jack and Deli." And then she was like, uh, and then she laughs about it, and uh, and hops up on like straddles him, and uh, like puts his hand like like on like her ass and her shoulder. And it's just like, uh, I guess you're in. For, uh, I guess you want some kids now. And he's like, Oh, I'm a hundred percent in. Are you sure we don't have any kids? And this is the one where <laughs> that we laughed at. And Why like, can't she? As she, you know, turns wings, the full succubus. Yeah, wings burst out of her back. Horns come out of her head. Why can't your mind be still? Snaps, snaps his, his neck. neck. <laughs> and just cartoonishly snaps his neck. Yeah, me and Jared lost it there. <laughs> um. But uh, like I said, not a bad scene at all. But just the the way that it the way that it was animated just like got both of us. Um, then uh, and after that, he decides to take the stairs before he had seen like the stairs in the house of mission look like the the M C Escher painting. Yeah. Um, he runs out of the house. Yeah, he, he says, you know, fuck it, you know, I'm, I'm taking that. Uh, when he gets to the foyer. Uh, there was the there was only one moment of like weak writing in the movie, and that's when he's like, "All right, Mister Lamp, time to meet Mister Window." And I was like, "John doesn't really talk to himself, <laughs> and especially not something to say something quite that fucking stupid." Yeah. But I guess they just needed a little piece of dialogue, otherwise it's been quiet for too long, and so they just threw like an extra like throwaway throwaway line in there. But man, that felt like a temp line. They were gonna like write something clever here later, and then just never did. <laughs> Um, that was the only like line I had an issue with in the movie, but just because it stood out as being so weird. Yeah, um, uh, he he, ma- he makes it outside, 
and then where he like runs into the basically the the ends of the illusion, yeah, uh, or the realm that he's in. Um, yeah, so he, he sends like his little magic ball around the edges of the of the plane, and then gets the spell ready to kind of undo the mind wipe, make him remember how he got here. Yes, and uh, so as he like puts his head into a puddle because uh, he needed a reflective surface. Uh, like he just gets the spell starting to go, and Zatanna like pulls his ass out of the out of the realm and snaps his neck again. Yeah, and uh, so then he's like uh, having like another like gathering with the friends, uh, and uh, like they're they're sitting down for dinner, and he's like, oh, I gotta use the loo real quick, and so he walks off to go to the bathroom, and he literally walks in there just long enough. To, like, immediately open up the medicine cabinet, like, knock two shelves over and grab some lipstick before Richie's knocking on the door being like, Hey, John, you okay in there? Yeah. And I was like, man, he couldn't have pissed fast. You would have had to have just been following behind him immediately. Um, uh, John tries making a uh, the, that signing it over the bathtub and then finds out that there's no water. No yeah. water in the bathtub, no water in the sink. So The only, the only water is the to- in the toilet. So he has to redo his sigil over the toilet in lipstick and then dive his head into the toilet. And then give himself a swirly. Um, But this is where he actually sees how he got here. Yeah. Basically, in the world world between worlds, um, which in DC Comics I always heard that referred to as the the bleed, but uh, in that he is uh, confronting the specter. More like the, the Spectre's confronting him. <laughs> yeah. Tomato, yeah. tomato. Uh, he says, you know, John, there's consequences for your actions, um, so you're going to go into the House of Mystery. Um, John replies like, all right, I'm willing to go, but others should know that there's consequences for what I did. Yeah, and otherwise I, we, it could happen again. Yeah, so announce my sentence. So, you know, that, 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 that math maths. Yeah. So, uh, Spectre's like, all right, bet. And, uh... <laughs> I wish. I fucking wish. He then announces to all the nine realms uh, that John Constantine is serving a bid in the House of Mystery. Once again, <laughs> I wish. But, uh... This is if I was writing the Spectre. <laughs> um... Uh, which John is like, well, if the Spectre thing doesn't work out for you, you can be a town crier, waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> he, Spectre, does he thump John away? or He, he flicks him. Yeah. He yeah. flicks him like a bug. Because also Spectre is confronting John, but he is confronting John when he is also 100 feet tall. Yes. Um. So at that point, they pull him out of the toilet uh, and kill him. Yeah. By now, John realized, oh... I, this is this is my punishment. Yeah. Um, so he's but and and also the illusions within the house of mystery kind of stop working on him. Yeah. Uh, the at this point, like his mind is too strong. Like he's get, he's gotten too used to it. Uh, he he knows how to overcome them too quickly. So it just becomes apparently centuries of him fighting the houses, uh, the fighting the demons in the house. Who are like all of his friends made into demons. Uh, who just continuously kill him over and over and over again. Sometimes they're funny deaths. Yeah. 
though, though it is weird because it always seems like he probably could win. If he if, if uh, he probably could beat them all, it almost felt like watching watching someone sped up sped up trying to do trying to ru- do a Dark Souls run. Yeah, we're like maybe take your time here. Yeah, it's like because because several times he actually does strike down most of the demons, and then like just he's not looking at uh, Etrigan or Zatanna for a second, and they blast him. Yeah, get a hot poker through his like uh, through his shoulder or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but and then you know he, he does he does mention that like oh after so long the deaths just kind of become funny. Yeah, like he's he's running away from them. One point he runs to a tree. <laughs> yes, one point he actually does manage to kill everybody, and then the tree wraps itself around him and <laughs> eats him. <laughs> that I lost I lost it in that one too. That one I was like, oh yeah, that one actually is funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is probably why it didn't matter if he won or not. It was probably why he was doing that because. I mean, the kids weren't real either, so the house is always just going to keep throwing things yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking tree eating him, though. Kind of like, bit, like, it looked like the trees in Snow White when she's running through the woods. Like, like there's just those cartoon trees. Yeah. Like, big red eyes. Like, it did not, it, it was not in sync with the art style at all. Like, uh, it, it, oh my god, it was so beautiful. But, uh, that goes on for so long. Until finally, a demon breaks into the house of mystery. Nergal. Yeah, Nergal. Johnny's dead. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he's just the man that uh, that uh, when John was beat the shit out in the hospital was like, "I want to torture you ass." And he's like, "Well, if you tar- torture me right now, I'm going to die." And then Nergal's like, "Bet." And then uh, <laughs> and then just like goes to his IV like. Uh, cuts his finger open and just puts a bunch of his blood in the IV. So John has to have demon blood inside of him. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, like that'll help you heal up real quick. Yeah. So so he's got Johnny strung up because you know, God damn it, I'm not gonna have you on glorified house arrest with the with the house torturing you. No, I'm gonna torture you. Yeah. Um, Nobody tortures John but me. Little does he know, everyone tortures John. Um. Because another demon shows up with, uh, you know, contract claiming ownership of John's soul. And her girl's like, what the hell is this? You can't sell your soul twice. And he was like, oh, I would never sell my soul twice. I sold it three times. <laughs> As the second of the fallen appears. Uh, which made me wonder who that first demon was. Because technically John did, John's, in the comics, John sold his soul to the first of the fallen, the second of the fallen, the third of the fallen. But the first of the fallen is such a highly controversial figure in the DC universe because sometimes it's its own demon, sometimes it's Lucifer, sometimes it's neither, whatever. Um, so I understand why they didn't do that, but uh, uh, I was a little bit sad that, that we didn't get... I mean, hell, if Lucifer had walked in... <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Like, sorry, John, you gotta pay... Gotta pay what you, gotta pay what you owe. Especially if they could have had him voiced by like you know Lucifer from the from the TV show. Yeah, Tom Ellis walks yeah. in and he's just like detective. Since <laughs> uh, John is the one, mm-hmm. uh, that'd have been wonderful. But I mean, it was never gonna happen. Uh, so uh, so while they're while they're fighting over who actually has like the the ownership to John's soul. Uh, he he magics his way out of the bindings that he's in, and then casts a uh, con- containment spell on them 
that can. He was like, yeah, if you guys just think happy, uh, peaceful thoughts, it'll instantly break. He's like, this is not a powerful spell. It only it's only as powerful as you make it. But they're demons and they can't do that. And uh, so he like takes his time leaving out of there. Like he he stands around to watch them bitch at him for a while. Like he stands around so much that I expected the house to take another shot at him. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, he, he, man- he manages to get his way out back into the world's world between worlds, where he's just kind of like hands in pocket whistling. Yeah, like like. He's so calm about what he about this jailbreak he's just done against one of the most powerful beings in the DC multiverse, and he's just like, I mean, to be fair, is how much worse can it get? That's fair. Spectre shows up. Yeah, Spectre, Spectre shows up. Uh, as uh, you know, and at at that point, I was on John's side, like. <laughs> I got out fair and square, man. Come on. <laughs> and uh, he was, uh, and Spectre was like, that wasn't a punishment. He was like, I was doing you a service. I put all of your friends in the home with you um, so that you could have eternity with, surrounded by the people that you love. And then John was like, what do you want about, what, what do you want about now? And he's like, he's like, yeah, that was, that was supposed to be not a reward, but it kept you out of everyone's way. And uh, and it served the purpose like it, it would serve. Like it, it would essentially give you what you wished for. It, it it would give you what what you what you wanted for yourself. But John hates himself, and genuinely thinks that he deserves to be pain punished. and torture and punishment. So that's what it was giving him. Yeah. So like this uh, that was that was the gut punch of the yeah. short. So it wasn't that like they were all corrupt or something. John was doing that to them um, because that's what John believes he deserves. And uh, and then uh, the Spectre's like, yeah, I was. He's like, the universe has to have its price. Yeah. And uh, and then he shows John the universe, uh, or or maybe the universe was making itself known. It's it's hard to really know which one was which. Um, but John sees the universe and is like, I can see everything and it's beautiful. Yeah, which is, uh, it's weird because that's it's not what the beginning of the time normally looks like in DC, uh, cosmology. Um, it normally is like a big blue hand opening up. Yeah. Um, but this one, it, you know, it was just a big light with explosions going around it. Yep. And, uh, so. I was kind of hoping the presence would show up. Uh, we'll never see the presence. Oh, that would be why not? It'd be cool. I mean, I just don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah, I, I also don't. Um, but I mean, uh, unless, unless we one day get like a loose for animated short, I don't think we're ever going to see the presence. The presence for anyone who doesn't know is essentially God. God. Yeah, and like much more akin to the Christian God than you would think. Yeah, yeah, he's he is basically Yahweh. Yeah, I mean, not exactly, but yeah, close enough. Um, so, uh. So John sees the universe, and then the universe turns red, <laughs> and decides that it's taking its toll on it's taking its uh, its due. Yeah. So John, even after the centuries of hellacious murder and torture that he's been through, turns to Spectre and goes, "Please help me, save me, kill, kill me. me, kill me, please, please kill me." And uh, the Spectre is like, just kind of stands there silently in judgment. It's like, I, I tried to save you, and you broke out. <laughs> yep. And so... Uh, woe be unto you, John Constantine. Woe be unto you, John Constantine, as the universe swallows John. 
credits. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, no post credits. No stinger. No woe be unto I, you, I John. I have no Gossip idea thing. what the fuck happened to John. I don't yep. know if he's ever going to show up again. And once again, like this was so much more of a gut punch, just because we have always described the new universe as. The universe that John, John gave up heaven for. Yep. Like, worse than died. Yeah. Was sent to heaven and abandoned heaven because it was like, no, this isn't the right thing to do. The right thing to do would be go, go back and save everyone. Yeah. Barry did this first. <laughs> Barry did a flashpoint. Yeah. On and, his own. And 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 Barry did Barry suffered nothing like this. No. <laughs> Apparently, doing it with metahuman powers is okay, but doing it with magic is just a, 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 a one bridge too far. Yes. So, John had to be punished for his transgressions. Oh, poor Icarus, how, how close to the sun you flew. I guess it's because, like, Barry was only doing things, like, in a very physical, metaphysical sense, whereas John actually has presence of the divine and the, uh, and the demonic. And so knows that there are forces beyond, knows that there are things that exist beyond the ken of mortal men. And um, so when Barry does it uh, knowingly, um, uh, I guess that doesn't count. Even though John's whole spiel for uh, for even breaking out of there was like, hey, tell everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't think ignorance is a defense because, like, Spectre states to John in the beginning, like, you know, well, John's like, I didn't know there was a rule saying I couldn't reset the universe. That's not an excuse. Yeah. So I don't know why Barry gets a free pass. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, my only guess is Barry is, strong, is faster than God. <laughs> <laughs> Barry can outrun God, so God can't punish him. He is he. Barry is a a, a white Ford Bronco <laughs> to uh, to all of God's uh, police officers. That they just won't make the chase for, for for as long. Maybe I mean, <laughs> we I know that Barry can outrun death. I've seen him outrun the Reaper. Yes, so maybe that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> it's like God tries to hold him. Out. I fucking tried, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that motherfucker? He just he wiggles his body through atoms. <laughs> what am, what I, am I gonna do? <laughs> But uh, but yeah. On, on the whole, uh, how'd you enjoy it? This was probably my second favorite short after Death. Like in terms, like in terms of writing, um, the art style. The art style, the thing is, is it does hold it back. Yes. Um, but I still think this is really good. Oh yeah, this this to me is one of the best Constantine stories we've gotten on a screen. Uh, and once again, like the the show has its faults, it has some pretty major faults in it, um, but um, and I and I do love the show, but honestly, like even this short, I think is like more indicative of that character, like it captures him better, it captures the feel of a of a John story, which is always John does do the right thing, yeah, and always pays a price for it, like he is a bastard, he will he will do some pretty shitty things to get the right thing done. But he does do the thing that's always meant to help humanity, um, even at certain costs. But the cost always has to be paid. And John always has to pay the cost. 
And so, like, this captured that sentiment extremely well, very darkly uh, well. But, um, but no, this was, this was, like, this one had me pretty hype. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, we went, we went into Commandy with me, like, in a, like a, in a real fucking good mood. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that, like, man, it is not a, it's not a joyous story. No. <laughs> by any means. Um, but like you, you don't be a, a Constantine fan and expect to like come out of the stories with like a, uh, a, a, a song in your heart. Like very few stories end that way for him. I mean, say we said a lot about about a lot of your favorites. Like I was, I, I would think I'm think I think the same thing about Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, no, that that's that's also kind of the thing for Peter as well. Like, there's always a price to be paid for heroics, and Peter's always gonna have to pay it. Yeah. Um, it's not always the same for most Spider-Man, but it's always true for Peter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love this. I love, uh, Kamandi. Um, this was, this was a good time. This was, this is like one of the most funs that we've had. Uh, I've had even like getting, getting my shit together for the review and like yeah. getting my thoughts together. I was like, oh, now, yeah, this now, is- now that being said, um, if you have been a collector of the other DC animated features I I can't recommend buying this um I would I would I would just say buy the get the short digitally and just watch it cuz you probably already own the other shorts that are on here yeah uh I mean but if you haven't or if you if you've only ever watched I mean, there there could be some type of weirdo out there that only watched the main feature and didn't watch the shorts. It's possible. Um, if that was the case, this is worth a buy. Um, uh, the only stinker short on here is the losers. Yeah. Um, and I truly think it is a stinker. Uh, there's not a whole lot going for it. Um, and even the vo- like that one actually probably has like the strongest vocal cast. Yeah. Is the losers, and it's still not good. Um. Uh, but. Like the two retro shorts are so much fun with Blue Beetle and Commandy, and uh, and like I said, the only the only thing I didn't like about the the House of Mystery was the art style, and I mean your mileage may vary. Yeah, like this this could. Like, it's, it's, I'm I didn't jump for joy just on it. I do I wasn't as cold on it as you were. Um, like it, it was I was I was eventually able to kind of fall into it um unlike unlike the other dc animated movies of this era well like i've seen a lot of different takes on john i will say that this this looks a little bit closer to like those uh the vertigo days of john where like a lot of times he would be like real high cheekbone real gaunt uh face um kind of like he looks like in uh in dangerous habits and uh I like those stories, but like the art in them can be rough. Um, there's a lot of people who like this kind of like grotesquerie in their um, in their horror comics, and with Hellblazer ostensibly being a horror comic, like it settles well on them. But like for me, it's always very hit or miss. Um, like I mean, I don't have time to break down every fucking artist who ever wrote um, for that or Swamp Thing or something or any of that, that stuff. Um, like, but like, you know, cause there's always the, 
like with horror, like what you can see versus what you can't see, like how how light interplays into things. But some of the, some of the, the those Vertigo titles, I think, are just poorly drawn. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, to uh, a point where I can't make out what's actually happening. Yeah. Um. For for this one thing, I will say with the art style. Um. The probably the biggest my biggest drawback for it is I think that a lot of the designs are oversimplified. Um, it may like go even going from like comic to normal to animation, you're gonna lose a lot because it's a lot easier to animate something that is not as detailed. Yeah. But like take like looking at the cover uh, for Constantine House of Mystery, and I know this plays out great over a podcast. Um, but I'm showing it to Jared now for, because I haven't. I don't think I've ever actually showed you the cover. No, I hadn't seen it. Like the there's a lot of details to John's design that just aren't there, and it like his he has his five o'clock shadow in the on the cover, yeah, and it is like either not there or barely perceptible in his new design. Yeah, like he has like he has like a couple of like little lines like below his cheekbones. They look a lot more like uh, sideburns. Yeah. Than like a true five o'clock shadow, and uh, and also and this is a, a petty thing, but like John don't have a whole lot going for him. John's a pretty man. John's always been a pretty man. I mean, he's Sting. Yeah, like and he's commented like and like and like like it's weird sometimes when you're watching certain things. Come like on, he, he he was able to pull Zatanna and King Shark. <laughs> There's always this thing in like certain animations where like you're like that character I would think would be pretty handsome like. Uh, this is this is just a weird aside. We just finished watching the uh, the newest season of Demon Slayer now that it's out and dubbed, and uh, and in the new arc, like uh, one character keeps commenting on how ugly Tanjiro is, and I was like, Tanjiro ain't no ugly boy. And I was like, I was like, Tanjiro and that whole crew um, are pretty boys. Yeah, like I've heard them describe. I've heard the uh, Demon Slayer being described as one of the most bisexual shows um, that's ever been made. Because everybody dressing, like, for all the shit that people talk about, like, JoJo's and those people, like, that shit looks so, like, not, like 80s that it doesn't really fit today. No, that ain't the case for, like, Demon Slayer. Like, them, them kids dress. Yeah. Like, Tanjiro's one of the few shonen protagonists that I think actually made, it, made a conscious decision before he went out. No, Drip is a priority on my path to revenge. Yes. Um, like, that hair, them curls, the no, sir. No, no, sir. Um, and so, like, John's one of those characters, too. It's like, no, he, like, canonically is good-looking, and whenever I see him being, like, a bedraggled fuck, like, that's always a part of his character arc. If, like, John is especially bedraggled and looking bad, it, it usually, it, that's actually kind of how you can gauge where John is in his life at a moment. Because he's normal is fucking, like, supermodel. And then, like, if he looks all fucked up and scrawny or something like that, it's because something has happened. Yeah. Um, it is a girlfriend left him, and he's on a six-month binger where he's living in the trash, literally, um, uh, next to a guy dying of AIDS and being attacked by the King of the Vampires. Like, that's that's how John rolls. Um, uh Hellblazer got weird. <laughs> oh, that's a, no, that's an actual. That's a yeah. At one point, uh, his girlfriend leaves him, and John go spends six months. That, that's not the weird part. So uh, <laughs> six months living next to a guy, and this is like once again, this is like like the early nineties, and like um, very like uh, like 
you know, during the AIDS crisis. Yeah, right during the AIDS crisis, guy, uh, the the person that he's just like basically sharing a blanket with on the streets, um, sells his body uh, to get him the little bit of money that he can get, um, but has AIDS and is dying of it. And then the King of the Vampires finds out that John's in the area and attacks him. Oh, I thought you were saying he was, the King of the Vampires was attacking the guy with AIDS. No, uh, he, he kills him. Because, uh, of course, he does. Because it's a horror comic and people die. Um, uh, and or John the, just kind of gives up at that point. The, King of the, the Vampire bites into John and goes, Oh, fuck, demon blood! <laughs> and, like, <laughs> freaks the fuck out. And John, who... Any, if you know anything about John, John can't fucking throw a punch or fight. Like, he's just... He's not a fist fighter. Uh, with fucking King of the Vampires is like burning to death because he just drank demon blood, which is apparently antithetical to vampires. Like it kills them. Uh, he's like laying on the ground, and John is just like merrily kicking him with a bottle of scotch in a hand, just laughing his ass off. That's what gets John sober again. <laughs> it's like he's like, man, I was a pile of shit on the floor, and the king, of the, the king of the vampires, the self-proclaimed king of the vampires came up to try to kill me and died of his own hubris and my blood. Uh, fuck you, life. I'm the king. <laughs> then, like, gets himself sober again. Like, that's how you know when John's up or down. <laughs> and this one, he looks like he's in one of his down states. Yeah, weird. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so I think, so I think that, that pretty much wraps us up on Constantine and the House of Mystery. Um, hopefully this isn't the end of, of John's story. No, I, I genuinely hope that it's not. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if it is, it's not a bad send-off for that character. Yeah, it's not a bad send-off for the character, and, it, and it's a neat resolution for the previous animated movie universe. Yes. I actually feel better with this being the, uh, the, the epilogue than anything else we had previously. Yeah. Um, you know, as opposed to the, like, you know, the, the big white wall of nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the Cavern Corner Podcast. This is our review of Constantine House Mystery and Commandi the Lost, Last Boy on Earth, um, the, uh, two animated shorts in the new DC Showcase. Um, you know, let us know what you thought of it. Um, you know, if you, if you, if you were also satisfied with, uh, this ending for John or that ending for Commandi. With him riding off on Click Clack with Search of the Last Son of Krypton. Not our name, by the way. It, it did sound like a name I, I made up as a joke. No, that was his actual name. Yeah, my name for him was was Cricky until I heard them call him Click Clack. <laughs> yeah, I just named after the cricket from Mulan. Yes. Um, but uh, I was your host, Patrick. Co-host, Jared. Say bye, Jared. Um, I am the prince of vampires, so I will not be done in by drinking no demon blood. As opposed to the podcaster formerly known as the Prince of Vampires? Uh, well, he's gone now. Yeah. Um, but give us a like, give us a comment, give us a follow. Um, you know, and recommend us to a, recommend us to a friend. Um, and with that, being, with that being said, we'll catch you next time. Um, peace. Peace.